Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Billy Tally is fierce. Jay a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hello, 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 and welcome to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I am your host, Lynn, and this is episode 42 of the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast. Woot! Happy New Year, everyone. We finally got rid of the dumpster fire of a year called 2020, and let's hope we have great things in store for 2021. We already have vaccines that are slowly being rolled out to healthcare professionals and the elderly, which is fantastic. So hopefully they'll be available to the general public soon. I got my vaccine on last Monday as I work in a nursing home. And don't worry, it was pretty easy. And I only had a, I had a little bit of a reaction, just like some chills, but I took some Advil and it went away and it was gone completely the next day. So it was just like a little body ache and it was fine. That was it. I was fine. It was completely fine. So don't hesitate um, to get your vaccine. Of course, I'll have to get a second round in a month. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Welcome to 2021. This is the very first episode of I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast of the new year. You may note, you know, when you're looking at the episodes, wherever you get your podcast, I'm changing the format of, of the naming where I say not episode 42. I'm going to change it to ep 42, just EP shortened for episode. Now, don't be confused. It still means episode. But I figured you guys are all smart enough. You'd figure that out. That ep 42 means episode 42. So I'm giving you a lot of credit here. I know you, I know this is not going to confuse you. And uh, it's just because some of my titles are really, really long. And so writing out episode as well as the long ass title is long. It's long. It takes up a lot of room. You might note that uh, episode 41 was... I should have turned left at Albuquerque, which is a very long title. So I started the ep at that one. Okay, so guys, we had on the very first day of 2021, a brand new episode of Ghost Adventures. Oh my God, it was glorious. I actually really missed those guys. You will note when they took a hiatus, I also took a little hiatus, but it was the holidays. I was exhausted and I'm also studying for my LCSW, which is my licensed clinical social worker exam. So I should be taking that soon. I'm not going to tell you when I'm taking it because I don't want to not pass and then have you guys thinking, oh, how did you do on that test? And I have to tell you, I got to take it again. But no, I'm, I mean, I'm going to pass this, the first time around. I'm going to. I mean, I'm knocking on wood all over the place. Um, I'm studying. So it's been exhausting. But I'm um, going to take it soon, hopefully. And uh, I will be a licensed clinical social worker. So fantastic. So here we are. Back. Back 
in the swing of things back in the recording studio. This is great. It feels great to be back in the recording studio, aka closet of my home and talking to you guys again. I really missed you. I really missed ghost adventures and I really missed talking about ghost adventures. So let's get to it. So this brand new episode of Ghost Adventures was called The Comedy Store, and it takes place at the comedy club in L.A., in Hollywood, called The Comedy Store, and it's where a lot of very famous comedians either got their start or they go and they try out new material. Sometimes, like, they'll just show up and do a set while you're, you know, during a regular show just to try out some new stuff. So it's a really famous club, and you might happen to run into some really famous comedians there. The guys talked with Jay Moore at the beginning of the episode. I don't know if you guys even remember Jay Moore, but he was pretty popular back in like the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, I think. He he also acted in some movies and stuff, but um, he was there with the guys, and they were talking with him. Apparently, he has a, a problem wearing a mask correctly, which I think was annoying. He kept pulling his mask off. It's like, dude, it's still a pandemic, and you're indoors with the guys, who are all masked up, thankfully. But, you know, put your damn mask on, okay? Anyway, so the history of the comedy store, it used to be a club or bar owned by some gangsters, and it was named Seros, and there a lot of bad things happened there. Um, a lot of people were said to have been killed, maybe buried in the basement. We don't know. Apparently, there were illegal abortions being done. This was, uh, it started in 1940, so a lot of gangster activity and just... They called it a den of iniquity, so anything could be happening in there. So that could have charged up the building itself for some spirits. So in 1972, it became the Comedy Store. So Jay Moore, like I said, was talking with the guys. He brought his son with him, which was nice, I guess. The son, at least, knew how to wear his mask the entire time, and he was like 10. So anyway... um. Jay Moore, not Jay, our Jay, but Jay Moore said that he was performing there at the comedy store one time, and he said it was like the audience just froze. Like he was performing, and the audience kind of just froze in place. And he was baffled. He was like, what is going on? So he, I guess he said that he shouted, get lost, ghost. And all of a sudden, like the spell was broken and the audience was cheering and laughing and it was very strange. And there is legend that Sam Kinison was performing there one day and people actually saw him get picked up and was like levitating off the ground. His feet were off the ground, which, you know, Sam Kinison's not a, a small guy. He's not like a light person. So, you know, that's some energy right there. That ghost's got some energy. So that's interesting. And the second floor of the club is called the Belly Room. And it has history of gangster activity. Mickey Cohen, who worked for Bugsy Siegel, used to do some business up there. Um, They were talking to some employees of the comedy store. And the 
employees tell stories of being like thrown against the walls and seeing ghosts and people have seen the same ghost like some guy in western wear or something so that's kind of compelling that two people would see the same apparition so Jay Moore's up in the belly room with the guys and he says it feels like being on a roller coaster you know kind of like this off balance unsettling sort of feeling and then Zach starts to feel cold. He like gets feel feels a cold wind. And the little kid, who's so cute, who said, "I feel it too." So that was sweet. And then you know Zach's talking to them, and all of a sudden they hear a metal sound, kind of like tinking or clunking, or I don't remember what it was doing, but it was a metallic kind of sound and happened behind them in a different room. So that was also compelling because everyone heard it, and there was nothing. Nobody was in that room for something to happen. So um, Zach starts using the tri-field meter. He uh, puts it down and he puts a microphone next to it. Of course, the microphone's turned off, so it's not emitting any electrical fields to make the tri-field meter go off. And it's getting some little spikes. And so Zach starts to just feel something, like he felt something like behind him. And he puts an empty water bottle, like a little plastic water bottle next to the tri-field meter and the microphone just to see if it could knock it down. And Jay Moore starts taunting the ghost saying, I bet you can't knock it over. I bet you can't, you know, that kind of thing. And, and Zach's like, are you intimidating the ghost? Like, why are you doing that? But nothing happened to the water bottle. Nothing moved. So then they talk about a story where this guy, Steve Lupkin, jumped off the roof of the Hotel Continental, which is next door to the comedy store, and basically landed in the alley right outside the comedy store, which is horrifying. But that could attribute to some of the negative energy that might be there in that building. So Zach is interviewing one of the staff guys, and all of a sudden he feels some cold air, and he gets, and he's like, come over here and feel this. Like, let's socially distance, but you got to come over here and you got to feel this. And the guy comes over and he feels it and he's just getting totally creeped out. And then he talks about how one day he saw a figure, a human shaped figure made out of smoke. And it was like hovering off the ground. So it was like smoky in the shape of a human and it was hovering off the ground. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. So Zach says that this, that the fact that he saw that and they, they're feeling these things. It proves that these spirits do have some strength and that they want you to see them. So that's pretty cool. And, you know, we've talked about before how, well, in my opinion, that, you know, it takes a while for a spirit after someone has passed passed on to build up enough strength or to figure out how to communicate with the living so that it can get the energy it needs to manifest or move something, but like it takes a while for like a newbie, like in the movie Ghost, you know, with Patrick Swayze, like Demi Moore can't see him or feel him, but he goes to Whoopi Goldberg, who's a medium, and she can see him and hear him because she's already a medium, right? Anyway, that's a dumb movie and a strange example, but it's kind of like Speaking of other movie examples, so it was just Christmas, and I was watching A Christmas Carol, and Scrooge, like, he doesn't get visited by his ex-partner 
Jacob Marley until like seven years after his death. So I was wondering, like, I thought, ooh, that's interesting because I wonder if it took him seven years to build up this enough energy to go actually visit his friend and tell and warn him of what could happen if he doesn't if he doesn't shape up the things that could happen to him did it take seven years of his spiritual energy to to build up for him to be able to show himself to scrooge to warn him or maybe those last seven years scrooge just got so so selfish and nasty that it took him like that's why he showed up then it wasn't really clear anyway enough movie ghost talk back to ghost adventures so There is legend that back in the day, this woman named Ellen did illegal abortions in the basement of the building when it was that bar, the Saros Bar, and that there are bodies buried in the basement, as we've mentioned before. So Zach's down there, and he suddenly gets, like, super scared. It's like his... His body clenches up and he's like paralyzed. He's like, oh, I feel so scared. Like he said, he feels the fear that someone might be feeling, you know, like he's feeling someone else's fear. So they use ovalis and they get the words baby and beg, which I thought was pretty compelling because illegal abortions happen there. So baby makes total sense and beg Maybe somebody was begging to not have the abortion. You know, maybe it was one of these gangster girlfriends and he's making her have an abortion. Or she's just begging not to be judged for having the abortion or whatever. I don't know. But those were, it was compelling, compelling words from the Avalis. And then Zach asks, who am I to you? And he gets the word daddy, which I thought was kind of funny because you know he's not a daddy but um maybe he reminds one of the spirits of the baby daddy or something i don't know or maybe one of the babies he thinks zach's his daddy oh that would be sweet anyway so then they're using the trifield meter again and billy puts the trifield meter over by zach and Zach gets like this crazy, he like flinches, like that he he gets this crazy chill, like something's moving through him and he physically jumps, like flinches. At the same time, Billy is putting the trifield meter near him and it totally spikes. So it's like these two things are happening at once. Like Zach's feeling the spirit coming through him and the trifield meter is spiking. So it's just kind of this whole evidence to back up evidence sort of thing that the Ghost Adventures crew is known for, you know, making sure that they have more than one way of indicating that there is a spirit, a spirit or a spiritual energy or a ghost or whatever nearby. So that was pretty cool. So they're about to start the lockdown and Zach's like, oh, we have a really famous comedian on the stage right now. So before we go on the lockdown, we're going to go see this comedian. He's like, I totally don't know who it is. I don't, you know, I'm going to be totally surprised. So they go down there. And for some reason, like Aaron is like sneaking down there. I'm not really sure why. But um, so they go down to the stage room and it's Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster General himself. 
So Jeff Ross has basically made his living as a comedian doing roasts of famous people. And, you know, they're funny if you like that kind of humor. So basically, Jeff Ross did a roast of the Ghost Adventures crew and Zach, you know, making fun of them and making fun of, like, how do you become a ghost hunter? Like, what community college do you have to drop out of to become a ghost hunter? You know, which is uh, sort of amusing. But it, I guess I just have a problem with this kind of comedy because you can almost see how it's the same jokes just sort of recycled, you know, like it's not super original. Like you could say that about anybody really. So, I mean, not to diss you, Jeff Ross, I'm sure, you know, you're a funny guy, but you know, I'm a little, uh, I have high standards when it comes to comedy. I mean, I don't have high standards because like, I'll totally crack up at a fart joke. Just say the word fart and it makes me laugh. Like I, so I'm not saying that I'm a comedy snob. I'm just saying original material is hard to come by. And sometimes things like, you know, what things that Jeff Ross does, does not seem super original. And it just seems mean-spirited, which I don't like mean-spirited humor either. But you just got to laugh because it's supposed to be funny. Okay. All right. That's my rant on roasts. So anyway, Jeff Ross is on the stage and he mentions one of their comedy friends named Brody, fairly famous comedian, and he had completed suicide. And when Jeff Ross mentioned his name, the stage lights, like the lights around the, the front of the stage totally went out and then went back on. And the guys, you know, tried to get into the tech booth to see like what happened was somebody in there were they messing with it nobody was in there but they talked to the tech guy and the guy's like that's never happened before and it was like super strange that that happened right when they mentioned that um the comedian brody who had killed himself so they're talking about the day before this lockdown and apparently aaron had been taking polaroid pictures during that first day of investigating And he took a picture of Zach and it was at that moment where Zach was like kind of paralyzed and crunched up feeling super weird. And Aaron's Polaroid picture catches a white mist anomaly right next to Zach, right as you see him, like he's like clenching his whole body, reacting to whatever this spirit was or whatever. And there was a mist right next to him, which is amazing and compelling that something was there making him react. So that was awesome. So then Jeff Ross sees this and he's like, dudes, I want to join your investigation. So he all, he joins the guys for a little bit in the investigation. He also does not know how to wear his mask properly, which is irritating because guys, I know you're comedians and you like to talk, so you like to have your mouth available, but you can talk through a mask. We all know this. The guys do it all the time. I wear a mask nine hours a day, and I interview people and talk on the phone and do everything with my mask on because you can talk with a mask on. But I don't know. It was just irritating. But He kept pulling his mask off, and I was just like, stop doing that. But anyway... So Jeff Ross starts to get affected in this in the same spot where the day before Zach had been affected. And 
I wrote I wrote in my notes, uh, it, it affects comedians because they can't wear masks appropriately. That was just my little dig. All right. Um, so I think he's gone at this point. Jeff Ross is. And they start their official lockdown. And they're about to go downstairs at the comedy club. And this, they catch this strange mist-like anomaly coming up the stairs, which was really cool. You can totally see it. And then they're standing there in one of the rooms downstairs and they hear a door rattling. So Zach's using the SLS camera. You know, he's not catching anything at the SLS. So he decides to go to the area, to the room where the door was rattling. And he's looking all over and he's not catching anything. This room kind of looked like a tool room. And I think this might have been the room where the abortions happened. Not positive, but it kind of looked like a tool shed sort of room. So he didn't catch anything on the SLS there. So they go into another room and Aaron and Billy start to feel cold. But they debunked it because they realized there was an air air conditioning unit that was turned on and it was blowing on them. So debunked. No cold ghost energy. Just an air conditioner. So Billy starts using the polter pod, which is kind of like a spirit box. And Zach catches a figure appearing over the polter pod with the SLS camera. So Billy's holding the polter pod, Zach's still using the SLS, and a little figure like pops up over the polter pod. And then a voice comes through the polter pod that says, Zach, which is cool. So again, like we said, there's, there's visual evidence and audio evidence at the same time happening, which is pretty amazing. So then he turns the SLS down this hallway where there's nobody standing, so nothing should be mapping in, and a figure is free-floating down the hallway. And you know how much I love this SLS camera. It's one of my favorite things, and to see a figure just like standing in the hallway, floating there, is amazing. It's one of my favorite things. So that was pretty cool. And then Zach, once again, starts to get strangely affected. And then the polter pod says three words in a row in the same voice. So all this is going on. Polter pad says three things in the same voice, but you can't really understand it. To me, it sounded like Billy something Billy. But I don't know what that would mean and what about Billy, because he mentioned Zach earlier. So it sounded to me like Billy. He was saying Billy something Billy. But who knows? Don't know. They ask, hey... See if you can guess what that says. I couldn't figure it out either. So, oh well. Aaron, it seemed like Aaron thought he heard the voice say something about a portal. Like it's a portal or there's a portal like in that hallway. So Zach starts using this thermal device. So it changes colors when there is a spirit nearby. It gets like flashes blue or whatever. And they're still using the polter pod. And all of a sudden, they get a voice come through and say, hello, just when Zach asks for something to appear. So that was pretty cool. Zach's like, show yourself. And the voice says, hello. So then they go upstairs to the belly room. And they tell a story about a gangster who made his girlfriend get an abortion and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But the tri-field meter, they go up to this room and the tri-field meter is going 
cuckoo crazy. Like you've never seen the tri-field meter do this. Like it's um, a little needle that moves to the right when it's there's a spike in energy in the EMF, like the electromagnetic field. It That's what it's measuring. And this needle is like totally shaking like around like 10, 15 milligals this whole time, which is very strange. No one's ever seen it do that before. And it's just like going bazonkers, you know, when they're like, what? Look at this thing. Like, this is so weird. And then Zach is filming this tri-field meter with his phone and he gets a light anomaly shoot right by the tri-field meter as it's like doing this weird jiggity spiking thing and he's like look at that and it was a really clear like orb of light fly through like fly next to the tri-field meter again proof that there's something there because he's having there's like multiple devices indicating that you know visually we can see a ball of light and with the tri-field meter which is which is measuring electromagnetic fields is spiking in a, and it's doing it in a very strange way. So once again, very compelling evidence captured by the Ghost Adventures crew. So then Billy, there's like all they're all standing there and one of the X cameras catches a light anomaly like right over Billy's head. And you can see Billy react to it. Like he feels something. He like looks up like what what was that? You know? And Jay, who's at nerve center sees it happening. He's like, dudes, I just saw a light anomaly over Billy's head. And Billy totally reacted, which again, compelling evidence, seeing something, feeling something really cool. So Zach is trying to talk to the spirit. He's trying to see something, but it's like he keeps getting caught in the middle of a sentence. It's like he can't, it's like he can't, it's like he can't finish his sentence like there's something and Billy's like well look what the spirit or this energy is doing to this tri-field meter it's like you know this whole stuttery shaking thing imagine how it can affect your brain or your uh, your ability to speak because like it was totally just stopping him mid-sentence he couldn't get what he was trying to say out which is very very strange never seen that before in Zach or anyone happened to me once in college but I was super stoned I could not get my sentence out, but that's neither here nor there and not spiritual. Okay, so then Zach sees a mirror and he looks into the mirror. Okay, you know how I feel about mirrors. I don't look in, I don't like looking into mirrors, especially at night, especially in the dark, because you know there's going to be some demon face or some shit's going to be there either behind you or in front of you, or you're going to look like a cuckoo goat person who knows who knows but don't like looking at looking into mirrors in the dark so Zach's like staring at this mirror I mean I guess that's super brave but it makes me uncomfortable and he sees a black mass kind of moving by the mirror and Billy's like was it in the mirror was it past the mirror he's like I don't know it just I saw it I think it was more it moved just in front of the mirror, not in the mirror. So Zach notices there's like this little like peep window, like a little window that someone could peep from one room to another. So Zach is bending down 
to look into the window to see if he can see anything. And they, they catch two really amazing little light anomalies that are just like flying right over him. And they're really bright and really small. And you can totally see them flying over Zach as he's bending over. And then there's like a black mass that kind of covers his torso very briefly. I mean, it was kind of hard for me to see, but you can kind of see it. It's like this little black mass that you can see on his torso because it's like his shirt is looking white in the night vision camera. And you can see these these anomalies and then you see this black thing. So super compelling and balls. So they go back into the main room, the room with the stage. And Billy's using this like spirit box and the paranormal puck too on the, is on the stage. And they're using this thermal grid that's also on the stage and they got the thermal camera shooting the entire place so they're really they're really pulling out all the stops they're trying to get you know as much evidence as they can on as many different devices as they can so billy he's using the paranormal paranormal puck too and he gets the word talking on on the screen so Billy's like, okay, who am I talking to? And he types in the word, the name Brody, which is the guy who completed suicide or who died by suicide, who was a comedian. And just after he types in Brody, the thermal sensor senses something cold on the bar, like it's shooting at the stool that's on the stage. Because a lot of comedians use stools. They either sit on them or they put their set list on a stool or a glass of water. So a stool is a very common piece of furniture that would be on a comedy stage. So they're shooting at the stool and they get a cold spot right when Billy types in Brody. And then, so I'm not sure what this device is that they're using. It's not quite a spirit box. It's called an APF processor. I think that's what it is. It's kind of like a spirit box. It sounds like a spirit box, but there's also a voice wavelength thingy on it. So you can see a voice wave, um, but it makes a sound like a spirit box, like a, that, that, that shushy, thumpy sound, like that sound. So a voice comes through after Aaron just starts talking to Brody. Like he's like asking him all these questions. He's just like talking, talking, talking. Like he's like, you're super funny. I really love your comedy, blah, blah, blah. Do you understand what's happening this day and age, you know, with the pandemic and everything I I believe he's talking about. And this voice comes through this little spirit box thingy that says, I understand. And it's very clear. It's a very clear voice. So that was pretty cool. So then Billy asks the paranormal puck how many spirits are here, and he gets the word memories, which doesn't really relate to his question, but it's still something, you know, and ghosts can be memories. They can be like, you know, uh, imprinted energy on a place or on an object, so memories. But if it was saying memories, it would be more of an intelligent spirit. So whatever. Memories came through. Okay. So then Aaron gets up on the stage and he's like going to do a set. He's going to tell some jokes and he's like, you know, how multiple comedians are performing a night and one comedian will perform and then another one will get up on stage and perform. So he's hoping that he's going to do a set and, you know, introduce another comedian or something and a comedian's going to come up on stage and they're going to catch him. 
So Aaron gets on stage and he tells Joke, how many ghosts does it take to screw in a light bulb? And then Billy's like, how many? And Aaron says, none. A poltergeist does it. You know, waka waka. And Zach is like, um, isn't a poltergeist a ghost? And Aaron's like, So then Aaron tells another joke, which is also a super flop. But they have a digital recorder that's sitting on the stool next to Aaron. And when he tells that joke about the light bulb and the poltergeist, as soon as he says the the punchline, no, uh, none, because a poltergeist does it, you can hear someone laughing, which is really cool. And, you know, it's a comedy club, so you would hope the audience would be there and would be laughing, even if it's a bad joke. You know, as a comedian, you like any kind of crowd reaction. Even a groan is good because that means the audience is paying attention. And if it's a really bad joke and you hear, ah, that still means, you know, they got it. So any kind of crowd reaction is nice. So a laugh is the best, right? That's what you really want. So then Zach catches a voice He's using this device, this uh, this uh, spirit boxy type voice uh, voice box, and he catches a voice that says, "What's up, guys?" Which is a very, you know, casual comedian thing to say. Like it would either be like a comedian walking into a room with some other comedians, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, guys? You know, how'd your set go? You know, what's the room like?" Or it could be like a comedian on stage doing some crowd work. So, hey, what's up, guys? You know, where are you from? What you doing here? Anybody celebrating anniversaries? You know, could be anything like that. But that was pretty cool because that was a very comedy club thing to hear. So then the camera catches this dark, shadowy figure that moves from right to left. And it's caught, it's caught on one of the X cameras. I personally can't see it because I have this terrible glare on my TV, as I've mentioned before. So I sometimes when it's like a dark shadowy thing, I don't see it. And I keep trying and no matter how many like ways I move my TV, I can't. There's always this freaking glare on my TV and I can't see a dark shadowy thing. But I believe that it was there and that they saw it and everybody else can see it. So that was about it for the evidence of this episode, which I thought was great evidence. They had, you know, that mist caught in the Polaroid picture next to Zach, just as he's reacting to some kind of entity where he's feeling this fear and he's all clenched up and the mist is happening. Several voices caught, you know, on the spirit box device thingy and on the digital recorder. Um, So that's amazing temperature changes caught on these thermal devices, Um, light anomalies, really, really cool light anomalies flying by the tri-field meter, flying over Zach, flying up the stairs, really great evidence, really clear, just great evidence. And then, you know, the tri-field meter itself indicating electromagnetic fields, like disturbances in the fields. And at the same time, the light anomaly flies buy it. Super, super cool. So a lot of really excellent evidence. Oh, and like some of the relevance of the words like baby and bag and daddy in the room where 
they were said to be illegal abortions. I mean, that was amazing. That was very compelling that they would get those kind of words in that area because that's the kind of thing that was happening there. And I don't know, it was just super cool. So huzzah, a, a new ghost adventures. And it was fantastic. And a new ghost adventure. I love ghost adventures podcast. Even better. No, I'm just kidding. Um, not quite better than a new ghost adventures, but my recapping of it, I'm sure is fantastic. So there's this, okay, so the elephant in the room, this Discovery Plus streaming thing, and this there's a special episode going to be streaming on this Discovery Plus streaming channel thing. I don't know. I'm confused by what streaming channels are, and we have to pay for them, and why, and if it's a Ghost Adventures episode, why don't they just play it on the Travel Channel, like all Ghost Adventures episodes? I'm just confused. So there's a new episode of Ghost Adventures at the Cecil Hotel. And I don't know why it's not just played at on the Travel Channel, but it's on this Discovery Plus streaming thing, which seriously, I just don't understand. And it makes me a little irritated because I'm tired of paying for every single thing. And if we already get Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel, why should we have to pay for it? on this weird streaming app channel thing. I don't know. I don't know, but I would like to see it. I really want to see it. So if I get to watch it, I will let you guys know and I'll do an episode of I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast based on that episode. We've seen evidence from this this Cecil Hotel before, that girl in the elevator that's super creepy. Like It's like this girl is playing with this invisible person and she's like this young girl and she's like jumping in and out of the elevator and like like she's hiding from someone it's really creepy and then they find her dead body up on the roof it's just a super super bizarre story and nobody really understands what happened so they're going to be doing a special investigation at the Cecil Hotel all right so we'll talk about that later all right and uh so that's it for me welcome to 2021 still a pandemic out there. So please keep your masks on if you go out of your house, wherever you are, just wear the mask. It's not hard. You're just stopping the spread. I think there's like over 300,000 deaths in the US and over like 30 million people have been affected. Something like that. I'm, I might be making up these numbers right now, but there's something like that. It's tragic. It's very scary. And we know that it has mutated in the UK um, to be more contagious, but less deadly, which is what a virus does. Because a virus's job is to survive. So what the last thing you want to do is kill your host because you want to spread, right? So usually mutations of viruses are less deadly, but more contagious because the, their job is to spread, 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 spread. And that's kind of what's happening in England right now. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back in 2021. This is so much fun. I hope you had fun too. And we will talk again. Please be careful out there and please be kind and considerate and respectful of each other. And I guess I'll just talk at you later. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.